Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Well, guys... This is a great show for me because I've been a fan of this guy that we're about to meet and forever. I mean, I have read his stuff over and over again. It, what I love about this person is he pastors people while kind of kicking them in the booty, but somehow you didn't notice he kicked you in the booty because he's so nice about it. So Gary Thomas, it is an incredible pr- privilege to have you here. We have been blessed by your work and recommended it so many times. I'm excited to talk about your new book and I'm a little bit careful to talk about it because we're in the middle of a season about finding people and how important community is. And you kind of got the episode because your book is about finding freedom from toxic people. So we can't talk about this without um, talking about relationships and community without addressing this, because of course we should not be in relationships with everyone. So why don't you first begin by why did you write this? Why did this feel an important enough topic? Because you have taken on massive topics. You've talked about sex and marriage and all these huge pillars of life. And then you have this talking about toxic people and and finding freedom from that. Why this topic? Well, Jenny, I, I think you know how this works. Sometimes God chooses the least likely people to write a book. <laughs> I, I, I've been a people pleaser my whole life. And mm. I would have never thought that I would write a book called When to well, Walk Away, Finding Freedom from Toxic People. I, I would like to write the book Love everybody, be kind to everybody, let's be politeness <laughs> right. rules, um, a book on gentleness, all of those things. But I, I've had a few experiences in my life. I, and one that really led me to this was a guy I found out just undercutting me, lying about mm. me, attack. And I have, a, I have better friends than any man deserves. And this one, mm. particularly wise, has been a marriage and family therapist for over 35 years. Uh, and I run things by him when I just want to do the right thing. And he knew some about the situation. So I said, look, here's what's going on. What's the Christian way to respond? It's hard for me to be yeah. objective. Jenny, he, this is one of those conversations that changed my life. Mm. He shocked me when he said, Gary, my advice is that you don't engage this person at all. Wow. That, how is that a Christian response? And, and he said, I want you to go to the book of Luke. Count how many times Jesus walked away from someone, wow. let someone yeah. walk away from him without oh, Jesus giving good. chase yeah. and, and, and get back to me. Well, Jenny, I'm not clinically OCD, but I live in the neighborhood right next door to it. So <laughs> when somebody I respect that much says that to do that, I didn't just go to Luke. I went to all four gospels and I wrote them down and it actually became the appendix to the book. Yeah. 41 citations. Where Jesus walked away from someone or let someone walk away from him. Not all toxic people, because of the synoptic gospel, some refer to the same event. It completely changed the way I read the gospels and a lot of the teaching in the New Testament. I was blind. I can't count how many times I've read the New Testament, but I missed that. Well, yeah, that that is really powerful because we think of walking away as a very rude unwise thing to do, right? We, 
even if we're going to engage with someone toxic, we think we can change their mind. We think we can get through to them. We, what, what is it? What keeps people engaging yeah. with people that are, that are toxic? I, I think two things. I, I think it's a false sense of guilt. Um, mm. I, I always would have thought it was a failure. How did I fail? Did I not speak with love? Do I lack a knowledge of the word? Am I not filled by the spirit? I'm not surrendered to God's will. Was my tone not right? It, I, I would always assume I messed up, but I don't mm. believe Jesus ever messed up. And so what led me for Jesus, it was a strategy. And so I think we have this false guilt. The second thing I would say is we lack a sense of mission. And boy, what I want your listeners to understand is their life matters. If they're sold out to the message of God's reconciling work, there is no more important message. They have the Holy Spirit within them to empower them, to guide them. Every hour can count. God can use every day to bless others through them. And it's easier to walk away from toxic people if our days are occupied with reaching out to healthy people or hurting people that need a healthy person to come in and speak words of life to them. So what Jesus was doing was just focusing his care, his compassion, and his love where it would be most fertile. We're called to be fruitful, not just faithful. And Jesus gives us really strong advice that we don't want to be caught up in interactions where the person isn't going to change. And in fact, they're just going to attack us. I have quoted Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness more times than I can count. Uh, I, can hear, I can see my wife's eyes roll back in her head when I do a sermon that has it. Because she's told me one time, Gary, it's possible to preach a sermon without quoting Matthew 6.33. I, I know, but it's difficult for me. But Jenny, seven verses away from Matthew 6.33, when Jesus has gone the offense, he says this, but don't throw your pearls before swine or cast what is holy to the dogs or else they'll turn and tear you to pieces. So Jesus says, go on the offense, seek my kingdom first. But then in the same conversation, but hey, you need to know there's some people out there. Not only will they not receive this kingdom, it will yeah. make them angry. They'll turn and they'll try to tear you up. And Jesus is saying, I don't want that to happen to you. Well, I think of a verse that I actually quoted in my book about this because there are just unhealthy people that we are to avoid. And, and when we're choosing our people, we need to choose people that make us better. And it was specifically Paul talking. And he said, there's people that their God is their belly. And basically that they glory in their shame, that they yeah. glory in their sin. But, but there's people that will look up and be like, I think all I have around me are unhealthy people. I'm scared. All I have right. around me are toxic people. Maybe they're in a small town, an unhealthy church. What would you say to them? Well, there's a difference between unhealthy and toxic. Every toxic person is difficult, but not every difficult person is toxic. I'm not talking about people that get on our nerves. That's right. I'm not talking about people that have a different disposition than we do. I, I was voted most polite in my junior high class, which is a little embarrassing, <laughs> but it would be wrong for me to say that somebody who's forceful in an appropriate way is toxic just because I don't treat people that way. The importance of understanding toxic is this. They're taking little pieces out of you. Mm. You interact with them. They destroy your peace. They destroy your joy. They destroy your self-confidence. And, and the good-hearted people listening to us, Jenny, you're saying, well, isn't it selfish if I'm worried about somebody stealing my joy? 
And then I would go back to scripture where God says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if you're interacting with somebody who's always making you weak, there's less of you to go around. If you're interacting with a toxic person who destroys your self-confidence so that you think you have nothing to share and nothing to give, you won't speak up. You won't encourage. You won't try to bless others because you'll just think you're part of the problem. So if somebody is destroying you, who you are, what God has called you to do, that's when you need to walk away. That's the difference between a toxic person and a difficult person. Yeah. And I think this is something we pray about too. I think it's something like, Lord, is this somebody you want me to walk away from? Because there's sometimes you just can't like it. They're in your family, right? I mean, what do you do about that? Because that's that I would say a lot of people listening probably have somebody in their mind right now. They're thinking, oh, that person does that. They drain me every time I'm around them. Are they toxic? Is that what that category is? Should I just not call them anymore? And then that person that they're thinking of is their mother or that person is their, is their child. Like what, what yeah. do you do when it's, it's somebody too close to you that you can't totally escape from? Well, I think you have to look at the situation and I don't think it's wrong or we should feel guilty for trying to escape when we have to Let me give a real life case of a guy who contacted me, his wife, he's, he's married to a strong woman, but they'd had an awful year uh, mm. financially, occasionally when the kids got really sick. It's just one of those years where they're getting toward Christmas. She is wiped out. Mm-hmm. And they usually, well, not usually, they've always spent Christmas with his parents and his mother-in-law. And he admits this. It's not that his wife has a problem. with. She is negative and critical and toxic. It takes her weeks to recover from spending wow. the holidays with him. And she said to him, I just don't think I can take it this year. There's not enough of me left to endure it. And it's going to put me over the edge. He said, Gary, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to honor my mother and father, but I know my wife is right. It's not like she was being unfair. And I said, well, you honor your mother by treating her as if she was healthy. If, if my son said to me, dad, we'd love to spend Christmas with you, but our family needs are such, we just can't make it. I hope I would say, but I'm proud of you. I raised you to put your family first. We're really going to miss you. Yeah, it makes us sad. But rather than making him feel guilty, I would be patting him on the back. You're doing the right thing. You're living the life. You're, you're putting your priorities in place. And so I said, if she doesn't respond that way, that's not on you. Here's a phrase that a lot of people have quoted from When to Walk Away. We've got to stop feeling bad when unhealthy people have an unhealthy response to healthy decisions. Mm. That, that, that's not on us. When unhealthy people have an unhealthy response to healthy decisions, it doesn't make the healthy decision bad. It doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it selfish. It just means often unhealthy people can't handle it. But a real marker of toxicity is when somebody's trying to control us. So in that case, you were saying, hey, that's the right decision for that family. But what about the case of just talking to the mother and saying, hey, this is toxic? Like, we don't always walk away. We also engage, right? No, absolutely. We should try to engage. We should speak the truth in love. But we've got to understand where is their heart? Is this yeah. worth our time? Yeah. Uh, when Jesus is telling us to not give what is holy to dogs or cast our pearls before swine, he's basically saying, you've got to make a discriminating judgment. The the four words that have really helped me is no conviction, no counsel. 
No conviction, no counsel. By that, I mean, if I'm not seeing the Holy Spirit's conviction, my counsel wow. is wasted. I, I, mm. I'm, it, it's not going to go anywhere and it's going to come back on me. And if they're not convicted, they're going to resent it as if I'm just being a toxic person myself. This is fascinating. I mean, everyone right now has that person in their head that they're thinking of and they're wondering, would they respond to this? Because some people don't give people a chance, right? Like they never say, hey, this is hurting me. And so I like the verse that says, whenever it is possible, live at peace with all men, but it's not always possible, right? So we can do what we can do. And there comes a time where it's like, we we wash our hands of it. We shake our, what's, what's the, what's that time? How do we know with somebody that we're called to be in a relationship with a family member or coworker or somebody close to us? Yeah. Well, I think again, we have to evaluate whether we have the spiritual, emotional resources to deal with this. And so I think it's fine to take the time to try to do it. But in this case, if we go back to the case with the husband and his wife, she wanted to give herself to her kids. She was giving herself to their own life situation and to her husband. She just didn't have anything left over Mm -hmm. that year to deal with their mother-in-law. And I'm sure the next year they were more than willing to consider going over there. So you've got to see your place and your calling in life. At this point, what God is calling me to do is this person making it impossible for me to do that? If they're haunting you so that at night your kids are saying, mom, mom, and you're like, you just don't even hear it. Or, or one wife where she was so distracted by some online stuff that was going on in her life. And somebody said, hey, by the way, you're, how, how's your husband's project going? She hadn't even asked her husband about it. Mm-hmm. She, she was so busy fighting these online virtual battles. And she felt terrible. I want to be there for her. I want to encourage him. But it was distracting her from a battle that was even more important. Mm. And, and so it's, it's, it's an art. It's, yeah. it's asking God for discernment and wisdom. Is this taking me away from what I would do? When you look at Jesus, it was always strategic. Here's a, a, a great example. And this isn't a toxic situation, but it, I think it's an illustrative one. When the rich young ruler came up to Jesus, one of the gospel writers points out Jesus loved him. Mm. It it wasn't, there there was something about this young man that drew Jesus to him. So he makes this incredible offer, sell everything you have and come follow me. And he's the only one outside of the 12 disciples that got that individually. Mm. Jesus is saying, you get to come into the inner sanctum. You, You can be one of my real and true followers. And then we're told he went away very sad because he was very wealthy. Now, Jesus loved him. We know that, but he didn't let his emotions dictate his mission. Instead of running after him saying, you know what, a hundred percent, that's a little bit. How about we start at 50%? I'll disciple you up. It says immediately Jesus turned to his disciples and said, okay, I want to tell you why it's so difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Wow. So he, he focused on those who are ready to hear. Okay, this is an incredible offer for you. But if money really matters more to you right now, I'm going to talk and spend my time with people that want to hear me. And so, yeah, speak up to that relative. Speak up to the adult child, maybe even to the spouse. But if they're at the point where they don't want to hear you, then give that encouragement, that blessing, and that time to someone who does where it will be effective. I think about the people right now that are analyzing some of their friendships and going, I feel like that, that friendship takes a lot from me. It takes peace. It takes joy. It, 
It steals a lot from me. What does that person do first? What does it look like when they start to realize, wow, that's that's probably a toxic relationship in my life? Evaluate the positive first. I, I, I really stress in the book about how Paul says, Timothy, uh, find faithful men, reliable witnesses, and whatever I've entrusted you, give it to them so that they can help others. Mm. Paul modeled walking away from toxic people so that you could find the reliable people that you can invest in. Jesus said, make disciples of all people, i.e. people who are willing to follow my commands. And so we're looking for what God has called us to do and then say, do we have time for that? I'm not talking about walking away from toxic people so that I could binge watch a Netflix show over the course of a weekend. It's really, there's this person I could encourage. And and where I've dealt with my guilt, Jenny, sometimes is there's one person that was just trolling me online. And my tendency, I'm going to just try to defend myself and whatnot. And I just felt strongly in prayer. God was saying, Gary, not 10 more seconds, not 10. He goes, you know, there are five young men right now. If you called them, it would make their day. There are a dozen people. If you sent them an encouraging email, they would say, oh, this is great. Do the positive and let this person go. Sometimes letting go is simple. Sometimes it's like, I'm going to walk away from this and there's not much more I need to do. I'm just going to walk away and not call anymore, but, but it could come off as ghosting. It could come off as, uh, apathy. How do, do you do it rightly where it is? It's not just giving up on someone or being bothered by somebody and pulling away. Well, I, I think we can be honest. I, I think we have to be honest. I think we can explain why we're walking away rather than just ghosting. But if you're interacting with somebody who enjoys conflict, that's really the mark of a toxic person that they enjoy conflict. Most healthy people, I think we recognize there's a place for conflict to seek understanding, to learn how to love somebody, to find resolution and peace in that relationship. What marks a toxic person is toxic. They like to fight for the sake of fighting. Mm. And so if you speak it to them, they're going to say, but, but, but what about this? Or, but then you did that. And they're just going to keep drawing you in. Yeah. And so there might be a point when we have to say, look, this isn't healthy for you. It's not healthy for me. Let, let's just go. And one of the other markers of toxic people that I mentioned is their control markers. And, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to control you. That they, they want your time and attention. And it's so opposite of who God is, as powerful as God is, as mighty as God. God is always right. If he were to control us, we would almost say, we would be better off, but he doesn't. Joshua says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Uh, In the New Testament, there's cases of demonic possession. There are no cases of God possession. Though we're filled with the Holy Spirit, Paul says the spirit of the prophets is subject to the control of prophets. The only place where there's possession is demonic possession. That's Satan's method. God's is to speak truth, to invite, and to let us choose. So if somebody's trying to control you, they're not using Jesus's wow. methods. Wow. They're using Satan's. And, and, and really Nehemiah, helpful. Nehemiah shows us how control mongers will change their shape. They're salamanders spiritually. Mm. They'll use flattery. They'll use threats. They'll use slander. Well, we're going to tell the king that you really just want to become king. They'll use religious figures. They'll use, they'll act like your friend, then your enemy, then they bring yeah. others. And, and you just have to see, okay, 
they're trying to control me. God says I'm to seek first his kingdom. I'm to be led by God, not controlled by them. This is a toxic situation. I just need to walk away. Mm, That's good. And I I love what you said earlier about, we're not talking about leaving every unhealthy person because we're all unhealthy, right? We're all, and I think let's talk about that because we have, we have discussed that a lot around here of, Hey, you're not going to find perfect friends. You're not going to find perfect people to do this with. Like you're going to have to bear with one another. It says to bear with each other's burdens to admonish one another. And I I think we're really quick to walk away sometimes in this culture, especially younger people. They're just like, Oh, you've hurt me. I'm out. I'm not going to deal with conflict. Talk about that for a minute. Just the, the healthy way to deal with someone that, that isn't toxic. Like, I think it's real easy to slap that word on and get the out to have to deal with conflict or deal with our difficult relative or, and so what's that fine line of, no, that's, you're called to love that one. Like you're not, you don't get to just slap on toxic and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that's the difference, Jenny, because we all write out of our own brokenness. I'm more likely to stay with people than to just walk away. I care what people think about Mm. me to the point of sin. I shouldn't care as much as I do. Uh, and maybe God needed to, to free me. But yeah, I look, I love being around broken people. I had a phenomenal conversation with a person that God has used profoundly and yet deeply broken. And this person shared something with me that I don't think I'll ever forget. Mm. He said, if I was to staff a church now, I would look for everybody who's actively in recovery. Wow. <laughs> I, I want a bunch of people who have really blown it. That's right. But are That's actively how, yeah. in recovery. That's he goes, true. they're aware of what they face, that they're humble. And so if, if I were to sum it all up, I would say it's humility. Yeah. People who can recognize I'm not there. I know you're not there. I'm not going to pounce on you when you fall. I'm, t- I'm just going to call it the best. Gary, is this, this who you want to be? It's not who I think you are. I don't think you're acting the way I would want and then humility, hopefully I would accept that and I would accept them. Um, yeah. I think when people walk in humility, then we recognize there's one hero and that hero is Jesus. Yes. And Jesus yes. uses broken people. It's really toxicity is based on pride. The whole notion of controlling is a very arrogant thing. You should do what I want you to do or you will do what I want. It's scary level of pride. Humility well, is, look, I might be wrong. Here's what I'm seeing. Show me where I'm wrong. Okay. I, I've said what I could say before the Lord. If you don't want to receive it, I'm not going to press it. Let's go get a cup of coffee. Uh, that, that's how humble people relate. We can say what we say. If you don't receive it, I got it. We're good. And, and we move on. It's when you see that controlling and the yeah. love of conflict where people don't want to yeah. let it go. Where life changed for me, Jenny, and I just don't like to think of people this way, but I can remember one time in the pastor's office where I got chills Mm. when I realized this man didn't want his marriage to be fixed so that he could have a healthy relationship with his wife. His marriage gave him a a platform to terrorize Mm. her. He didn't want a healthy relationship. Mm. And I've met some people, they don't want a healthy church where we're worshiping God, building each other up. They enjoy pitting people against each other, undercutting the leadership, putting person against person, being in control of who's in and and who's out. Some people in the office, they're bored with an office where people are saying, 
yes and affirming each other and let's let's do this let's accomplish this goal let's get this project done that's boring they like the subterfuge they like the mm. gossip and and so it's it's recognizing if if somebody is enjoying what's toxic that's when they become a toxic person it, it's possible to act in a toxic way without being a toxic person we all act in toxic that's right that's good but but the difference is it's motive it sounds like it's like i want that i i want a question and we all we all know those people and i think i think everybody listening knows that difference but there are times that it's hard to know like gosh and i i think one great thing to do is to have a conversation i remember my dad uh and i tell this at the end of find your people my dad i go to reconcile with him because and I don't know what the good outcome could be, but he was what you're saying. He was tender. He was humble. That, that relationship is better than it's ever been. And it keeps getting better because he's not perfect. He had hurt me. And I brought that hurt to him, but in his, in his humility, he received it and he wanted to repair the relationship. And he's, again, he's still not perfect, but he, what I love about my dad is my dad wants to make it right. And he doesn't expect to do this all perfectly. So I think you're, you're nailing it. I think everybody's going, I got to have a hard conversation with somebody. Some people it's as easy as walking away, certainly online. I mean, gosh, I've, I learned that lesson um, too. Yeah. You just, it's like, my husband is like, always never reply. That is his thing. <laughs> never. It's always so, hard, there. Not to. so, so hard. hard, especially when there's slander and that's, that's happened out lie. there. Yeah. You don't they want them to absolutely think that. make yeah. things up. I mean, it is yeah. not even, it is like you literally, it, it's not even based on any part of truth. So yeah, that that's hard, but I, you know, and not that there's never a time to clarify something, but it's been really rare in my experience and walking away has seemed to diffuse more trouble than, than cause it. So I totally agree with you. This is a super interesting conversation. I would say this, there are people listening right now and they're thinking to themselves, I want to walk away. (laughs) but it feels like their tentacles are around me. It feels like if I try, they're just going to keep pulling me back in. What would you say to them? How do you actually go and do it? Have a strong mission and have a sense of God's affirmation. Mm. You don't have to let yourself be abused. We don't honor God by letting ourselves be torn apart emotionally, spiritually, certainly physically. Uh, we don't have to do that because God has a call on each person's life. Everybody listening to us, hey, with the power of the Holy Spirit, God can use you in phenomenal ways. The healing he can bring, the light he can bring, the truth he can bring. Your life matters. And if you let your life be torn apart so that you have no joy, so you're weak. You have no peace, so you can't sleep. You have no self-confidence, so you don't reach out. That's not the state in which you can be used by God in such a powerful way. So you might have to walk away physically, but then the tough thing is walk away mentally. And what I found, what I've encouraged people, like this this one woman I talked about, she's getting slammed online, and she noticed she forgot about that. Immediately, call your husband. Hey, babe, how's it going? I'm praying for you. How are things going? Plan something fun for your kids. Hey, kids. We're going to get to do this. We're going to bake muffins together. We're going to you know, do that. Say, what's the positive relationship I could throw myself into? And then I, I mentioned, Jenny, the fan, the friends I have that I don't deserve. I got a couple of friends where I'm going to laugh if I call this guy. And we're just going to talk about fun things. 
but I'm going to invest in that healthy relationship. I have another guy just spiritually nurturing. Another guy, we want to talk theology. What's the positive conversation, the healthy situation that I can find refuge in? Um, because we, we just need truth. They put on your podcast. If you can't stop yourself from thinking, put in the latest episode of Jenny Allen's podcast. And if you've forgotten it, then go back a year and re-listen to it again. Just fill your mind with good things, with truth, with encouragement. You're like an Olympic athlete. They worry about what they put in their body. They want good food. And it's not selfish. It's part of being ready to perform mm. on a stage. We want to be ready to be used by God. So we take care of our mind, just like an athlete takes care of her body. Last question. How do you spot that person before you're in too deep? How do you, how do you, when you, a lot of people listening are trying to figure out as we, as we are wrapping the season, like I want my people, yeah. I want to be in deep relationships. How do I, how do you spot the yeah. healthy ones? Okay. So you don't even have to get here. One, if, if they're controlling you, that's a real dangerous thing. If they have a murderous spirit, I know that sounds hyperbolic, but, but here's what I mean by that. Look at their life. Do they destroy small groups? They destroy family gatherings. They destroy office environments. They destroy reputations and your own peace. Joy. If they have a murderous spirit, Jesus wow. says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, I've come that you might have life and will have it abundantly. Paul gives us a list in Colossians 3, 8, and 12. A positive, healthy Christian puts on compassion, kindness, gentleness, patience, humility, and love. The toxic person, anger, rage, malice, slander. Filthy language and lying. They can find that in Colossians 3 uh, if they want to look up. And then I would say, are they haunting you so you can't get to sleep? Mm. When you're not with them, they won't wow. get out of your mind. Are they distracting you from healthy relationships? You're trying to figure out the craziness. They're gaslighting you so you're not free for your positive relationships. When their name comes up on your phone, do you feel that panic and the high blood pressure rise? Just say, do I need to fight this battle? Now, you're right, Jenny. Sometimes we need to. But there does come a point I think we have to recognize. Maybe I don't need to fight this one any longer. And or maybe it's, it's just away. not possible, right? The verse. Yeah, as right. much as it is possible. As much as it concerns you. <laughs> Love yeah. at peace. And and at some point, you may realize it. I've, it's concerned me as much as it can. And no longer is it. I mean, it's it's on them. Oh, this was so helpful. Thank you so much, Gary. I'm so <laughs> grateful for your work. I'm so grateful for your life. This was this was good. This was so helpful because we do not want toxic people. We want to find our people, but we need healthy ones. So thank you so much for being on. Well, guys, it's season 10 of the Made for This podcast, and you will not want to miss a single episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so that other people can find the show too. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Made for This podcast. <music>